Hello. My name is Mitch, and this is Grant. Hi. Stern, stern hello <laughs> you've got there. This is the first episode of Kaleidoscope, our podcast, about, well, everything. Probably the fourth attempt at recording it. Let me adjust so I can face you. I don't, I don't like looking ahead and yes. not facing you. Got to have some eye contact in yeah, the conversation. It needs to be a little sexy in here. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so first first episode, going to be some bumps, some bruises, scrapes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your levels are a little high. Just God a little. Damn <laughs> God damn it. No, you're good. Just, uh, we can take it from here. Okay, okay. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. It's real that way. It's authentic yeah. that way. Yeah, they know we fucked up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Let me turn my game down. A little bit. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to be real sensitive. Ooh, that's smooth. Okay. I think that's better. Look good? It looks better, yeah. Okay, looks great. All right. Anyway. Have you seen the gas TV shit they got at yep. the gas stations? Yep. I just noticed that today. The first time I'd seen that. Because they don't have it up at Western where I go to school. They put one in Winston here. It's the Quality Mart. And uh, it's like that 30 seconds I have in my week where I can just have peace and quiet pumping gas, right? They, they just took that shit away from me. They just had to. Now I got to hear about the weather. I got to hear about what kind of shoes I need to buy. And I just want to pump gas. I just want to get in and out. Like as if sitting in traffic isn't enough and now I just have to get out of the traffic and watch tv against my will well i think the most prominent ones i see are fucking etv i think it's pivotal it's 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 important it's it's very important for me to know what the kardashians were wearing this week that's usually the most prominent shit on the gas station tv is that what you've noticed yeah celebrities it's always it's fucking always what's his name that mario dude with the abs and shit He's always talking about the fucking red carpet and whatever, and they're advertising some bullshit movie that sucks ass. That's usually what's what's advertised the most. That just makes me feel like shit. It's like that's all I'm good for is just knowing what other people are doing with their lives while I pump gas. Yeah, I mean it's 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 got a little far. It's got a little far. There are fucking screens everywhere. Okay, to to add to that, to add to that, I went into my, when my fridge was fucked. Had an old fridge, you know, it was uh, leaky as hell, wasn't worth a damn. So, had to toss it, and I needed a new fridge. Let's go get a new fridge, I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I've always wanted a fridge with crushed ice. Very important to have crushed ice. When I was little, we were too poor to have crushed ice. We had the shitty trays. So, it was a really big deal for me as a fucking grown-up to have a fridge capable of crushed ice. Uh, So, I'm looking... Find the right fridge, good good price, everything's cool. Over yonder in the distance, I see this other fridge. This fucking fridge is like six thousand dollars. I'm like, what the fuck's with this fridge? You know, I'm I'm bespeckled, so my vision's not too great. So I I inch a little fucking closer and I'm like, what what the fuck? Get a little close, get a little close. It's a fucking TV. There's a TV on this motherfucker. So apparently it's not enough. Like you're sitting down, think of it, picture, imagine it, visualize this shit. You're sitting down, got your fucking hands near your dick, down your britches, you know, Al Bundy and that shit, watching some garbage TV where you're also advertised to, by the way. You get up, you want some dips, some chips, 
whatever other bullshit junk food garbage. Alright, you get up, you go to the fridge. You, you, before you even open the motherfucker, you're also now suddenly watching TV again still with the same ads. It's not enough. It's not a fucking enough. Every moment has Every to be moment. encroached into. Yep. We need more and more distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fucking fridge. The, the fridge is just... I mean, that's that's just new age shit. That's too far. That's too far. That's just too much. It's like every single every single aspect has to be advertised now. You know, like I felt like it was enough when we went from static billboards. Okay? This was a big deal. This was a big moment. We went from static billboards to the fucking ones that 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 move, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the ones that rotate. Yeah. Well, not the rotating ones. Now they got ones that look like TVs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. They're, they're like little screens and shit, and, they, and it changes. Yeah. So multiple people can advertise on it, you know? So those billboards, I felt like that was already like, okay, okay. You, you fucking advertise me the, the diamond, which, by the way, is the worst kind of advertisement. There are lots of adver- – I mean, I feel like advertising is important to an extent – I do think it plays a role and not always a negative role, but it's just the certain types of ads, particularly guilt ads. And that falls directly into, uh, that falls directly into the fucking diamond category. And we just get baited into it every time. You mean like jewelry? What? Diamonds. You mean like jewelry? Yeah. Yeah. We always get baited into... We always get baited into the into the diamond game because what ends up happening is fucking Valentine's rolls around, right? Which is, of course, the shittiest time of year. And you start to see these ads every fucking where. They're all over. And it'll be in, like, I, I've seen these ads in, like, the shittiest parts of town ever where people are, like, definitely fucking broke, like, just have nothing. And you'll see a fucking ad, like, you know, make her feel like a real woman or become a man, like step up, you know, like they fucking emasculate <laughs> you for not spending absurd amounts of money on diamonds that have dirt value. The whole thing is really just an obscure concept. Like we, we're buying some stone, which is supposed to be hard to obtain to show our appreciation for the woman. But the value of that actual stone is artificially inflated on a huge scale. Like, you may spend $4,000 on a ring that's only worth $200. Yeah. Yeah, and I know about that. <laughs> it is like, it's not even worth that. It's just, we're just obsessed with this idea. It's like, somehow, it means something to them that you're going to sacrifice all this money. Right. And it, that's exactly what it is. And it, and it I think that boils down to, that's not just, I mean, it's jewelry is one thing, and I think jewelry is probably the best surface level example. But I think beyond that, it's, it's it's so much more than that. It's I mean look, look at every facet of. You know modern life, so, you know when you buy a house, like I may have told you this before, when I first got this house, you know modest modest size house, nothing special, and uh, this was probably two weeks after I bought it. You know it's a big deal. It's a, it was for me. Uh, you know I think I was twenty four at the time, so I get this house, get in big moment very excited about the future and you know fixing this place up getting it to, to where I want it to be 
you know, a lot of pride involved in, in home ownership. And no matter how shitty your house, it doesn't matter. You're still proud of it. For some reason, it's like your kid. Even if your kid's a total yeah. piece of shit, like there's, there's a lot of pride there. You're super, super proud of it. So basically, uh, get this house, get in here, throw a, a little get together. I was with my ex at the time. And have all these people over, all people she knows, I don't, I don't give a shit about them, co-workers and whatnot. And this guy comes with, uh, I think it's, he was the boyfriend of her, one of her co-workers. Guy comes over, never met this guy in my life. Fucking fat, bald, chubby, fuck, whatever, chubby, fat, redundant, doesn't matter. Uh, fucking, double fucking. So this guy comes over and... Uh, it's fucking so obnoxious. Okay, so he has brandy. Who the fuck just casually brings brandy to someone's house? I'm like, okay, whatever. He's got a fucking glass of brandy that he brought and a big-ass cigar. I mean, he just looks <laughs> like a complete douche. It's fucking horrible. So he's like, yeah, so uh, you just got this house, huh? I'm like, yeah, about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And uh, he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm saving for my house. And I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. You know, good for you. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. This house is a little small for me. <laughs> a little small. It's a good starter house. You know, it's a good starter. I couldn't raise a family here. Couldn't raise a family here. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You know, I'm trying to be cool. And He's like, yeah, what's this? Uh, what what size? I'm like, oh, it's like 1,600 square feet. You know, pretty pretty average. No big deal. Three bedrooms. Nah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Saving up. Gonna get me about a 2,400 square feet. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. You know, that's if that's what, what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, not for me. I'm like, oh, well, you know. Keeps on and on. A little. He's a little tipsy at this point. Starting to press my nerves a bit. Finally, I just come unhinged on the fucking guy and tell him to go fuck himself loudly. And, you know, my ex at the time, she's just like, no, 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 don't, don't. She sees it coming. She knows, you know, I'm fucking temperamental, redheaded, hot-headed. It's, it's definitely, I fucking fall into all the stereotypes. Super hot-headed, blow up on this dude, tell him to go fuck himself, get the fuck out of my house. You know, eventually it cools down, and then awkwardly, they end up leaving, you know, after a while. And <laughs> you don't fucking insult a man's house. It doesn't matter if he lives in a fucking tent. All right, you just don't. You just fucking don't. People take that shit personally. But... Anyway, the point of that fucking absurd tangent is worth, right? It's about value, inherent value. And just like with the diamond thing, we delude ourselves into worth. We think that if we don't, particularly to other people, it's, it's more prevalent amongst the impression you make upon other people. So if you, diamonds are a good example, because if you, if you buy a diamond, right, and it's too small. Because what do women do? Women, a woman's going to get the diamond and she's going to show all her friends and family. And instantaneously, whether they like it or not, they're going to be judged. And to another, and to a, somewhat of an extent, the, the man who proposed her is also judged. It's, it's a judgment of his character. Like, what, what, are, what is she worth to him, right? What is she worth? It's like, what are you worth to be? 4000 6000 yeah. Which ties to the whole, like, oh, women shouldn't be objectified. Well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what, what is that if not objectification? Yeah. So. You're literally assigning a dollar value to their worth. Yes. Like, <laughs> absolutely. So these fucking rings go into absurd. And, like, when I was ring shopping back years ago, uh, when I was engaged, 
this jeweler woman told me the story about this guy who came in with his fiance at the time. And this girl went fucking insane. She started to just go fucking batshit because he didn't want to spend so much on you know they're a young couple they have their whole future out of them and she wants this ring it's over 20 grand this guy's just a kid like he you know he's just starting out in life you know and she will not fucking stop he finally kegs and gets the ring sure enough she said like four months later he came back with the ring it didn't work out shockingly but the point is is like that's how far things have gotten out of hand the rings, the houses, and most of the time, it's not even for your own satisfaction. It's for, which ties into the whole social media aspect of where it's just the appeasement of other people, the approval and validation of others. Well, another problem that you're really talking about is people are defining themselves in that way. Like mm-hmm. how how many square feet you have defines you. Your yeah. brand of car you drive defines you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like clothing yeah. too. Like brands, ugliest fucking clothes, right? Like, Gucci will make a fucking sweater that's got a pixelated tiger on it. That shit's like three grand. But because it says Gucci, you know, you're worth something. You're, you're, you're something. It's a status. And it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You're going to fucking die. Your clothes will turn to dust. You're nothing. You're no one. You're all just shitty specks. You know, we're all just fucking carcasses or carcasses to be, rather. So it, it just delves into this whole thing where people spend their whole lives chasing an image that they'll never truly attain you know you'll always be chasing you're always chasing something and it's usually the wrong thing and instead and really what it boils down to is people continue to search outward they they push and press they constantly are looking for materialistic appeasement when they've missed entirely the the point you know even though we can't objectively define humanity clearly the most worth the most inherent intellectual worth is inside it's the time like we were talking about earlier it's the time you spend alone it's the time you spend in your head but instead people are taking all this time which they have there's so much fucking time and they're spending it it's it's an allotment it's it's a resource you know it's 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 like fucking money like you i mean that's what you that's what a job is it compensates you for giving huge portions of your life yeah i mean you know how you spend your time is defining you in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. so people that are constantly wanting to be distracted like we were saying earlier that's where their time goes they're just distracted all the time they're not learning and they're not making any progress well learning is often it's painful you know, learn like learning, not obviously like fucking math or. Well, that could be painful too. It could be painful, I suppose. Yeah, it can if it's fucking complicated enough. But generally, you know, the 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 most important aspects of life, love, loss, you know, all, all the major tenets, um, friendship, friendship, loneliness, whatever, all the the spectrum of emotions that encompasses humanity, those. They're fraught with fucking turmoil, you know. But you you go you're going to hurt. Hurt is an inevitability. You can't skate through unless you want to live in a bubble. You can't. I'll put it this way: you can't live life 
truly live it and not lose something you know you can exist which is a stark contrast from living so you can exist and nothing very little happened to you bad that is but you also gain little to nothing as well so you just kind of balance out what's the point what's the fucking point i would rather have to suffer tremendously to truly experience something you know like i put like okay has anyone ever claimed to reach any point of enlightenment after having experienced nothing okay you you didn't have a static fucking life of nothingness and then just feel enlightened transcend in some way you something happened yeah well you need contrast you yeah need dark and light because if you if you haven't seen both ends of the spectrum then your uh, worldview is just literally narrower yeah you haven't experienced as many of the possible experiences that humans can go through mm. well yeah it's it's just, like i said it's linear it's a straight line and you can't you know if you're if you're at the base of the mountain you can't appreciate what the view's like from the peak until you get there. You don't really know. And until you're at the peak of that mountain, you don't really fucking know how far you can fall. Yeah. You know? So it, it is that balance. And unfortunately, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's that people misuse and abuse their time. So they spend their lives on trivial shit monotony banality it goes nowhere and they attain nothing and then they sit and wonder why their lives are uneventful their lives have they've never experienced anything exciting Every, everything is just every day bleeds into the next you know it's all just gray well that's because they didn't take risk you have to risk you have to hurt like you you can't experience pleasure without pain and the other way around so you know it's it's not feeding in to as cliched as it is the machine you know it's about individuality it's about but at the same time it's about community and finding that balance and i think that a lot of the issue too is that you can't go too far into individuality because that is cyclical isolate yourself you isolate yourself absolutely and you you fail to acknowledge the point of humanity which is camaraderie it's connection it's love it's it's the universal nature of being and that's a powerful prospect camaraderie yeah i mean the soviet union during world war ii knew that that's why they trained all their soldiers to call each other comrade you know that <laughs> I didn't it was know a that. psychological tactic they used I did not know that. Yeah. Fucking comrade. I'm going to start using it. Because, you know, the Germans were far superior in weaponry and training than the Soviets. And so the Soviets were just getting taken out in vast swaths. I mean, they'd be running into battle and watch, you know, nine out of ten of the guys around them get killed. And so it's like them calling each other comrade gives that last guy the strength to keep running forward while, the, while more people run that. behind him. Never knew that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it is. It is a very powerful tool. It is. It's just... See, you're right. You can't... You have to maintain a sense of community, even though that in and of itself is often misplaced. You know, finding community in the... I mean, I guess there's... 
I mean, you can find community in the wrong places for sure. Yeah. But, you know, that's what a fucking Nazi was. Yeah. But so. Well, that's ideology in general. Yeah, true. Any Anything. So, but at the same time, you have to have a sense of self to grow as an individual. You have to have time alone. It's like a pie. I've said this before. It's like a pie. You can't, you can't have just one piece it's it's separated you know you have your you have self family friends romance all of it is important and it all ties together it's one it it all it's all encompassing but they're all important pieces you know little puzzle pieces so if you spend too much time to yourself you never learn you never grow because you have to feed off of everyone else because you are not in and of yourself original yeah, see, I think what you're talking about with that community is a really important part of a successful society. I think this thing we were talking about earlier about distraction, um, there's less community now. People don't talk to their neighbors like they used to, you know. And it's not that people are isolating themselves. It's just that they're distracting themselves. They're finding ways to be alone, but artificially not be alone. It's like social media, right? Really, you're just sitting by yourself alone at a computer, but somehow the award systems in your brain associated with social interaction are still getting triggered, but there's not that real interaction there. The authentic part is gone. There's no body language. Interactions are just smoother in person in a way that they can't be in any other form of communication. Yeah, and I think the age of the Internet is obviously... I wouldn't say solely responsible, but largely responsible. You know, when you think about a lot of, like, social anxieties, uh, social interaction, and, you know, poor social interaction, for that matter, you really didn't... This wasn't really a a huge aspect of living many years ago. You know, I, I feel that only since the age of the Internet, you know, where we can maintain that distance, we can keep that barrier up, and it's made things awkward. Yeah, things that shouldn't be awkward are extremely awkward. Yeah, you know, just be, just being in the presence of another person, all of a sudden we have all these. And again, I think it yeah. goes back to the constant isolation. You start to build phobias and anxieties, and your image, your self-image, becomes warped, and you start to build, like I said, insecurities, and you feel all this that, and, the, and you're constantly. A lot of these kids growing up are constantly paranoid about how others feel about them, which is, of course, goes, feeds right back into the, the concept of social media where we have to, like, I'll give you a good example. I want to say it was fucking Lil Bow Wow. Do you know who Lil Bow Wow is? No. I was going to say, it's probably <laughs> before your time. I think he's just Bow Wow now. The Lil is probably gone. All right, so, you know, largely irrelevant now, I would say, in the grand scheme of rap or whatever the fuck he was doing. All right, so I want to say it was Bow Wow. And this kid, this fucking kid, posts on Twitter, I think, about how he, he, he posts a picture. Actually, let me pull it up. Let's see here. All right. <laughs> Bow Wow caught lying about private jet inspires bow wow challenge for social media fakery this shit is hilarious okay so he posts this fucking picture 
of him. He, he's like, yeah, I'm about to get on my jet or some shit like that. Let's see if I can find the original. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. This is it. Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> this is so fucking... That'd be so fucking embarrassed. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this is the, the image he posts on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. He's like... Uh, he says some shit like, yeah, about to get on my jet. All right, so this is a picture of, obviously, a fucking private jet. There's, like, a Benz van here, some shit. Looks like a Mercedes here, too. You know, mm-hmm. d- fucking double Mercedes. Yeah. About to get on my private jet. All right, so he posts the shit. It was on Instagram. All right, so then this guy puts it, like, a side-by-side, takes a picture. So this guy, Lil Bow Wow, is on my flight to New York. But on Instagram, he posted a picture of a private jet. Traveling to New York today, shaking my head. That's fucking Bow Wow right there. Motherfucker lied about being on a jet. He's you know, flying in coach. He's flying in fucking coach. He's just a coach, you know. Uh, just like everybody else. No big deal, you know. Yeah, you know, he's, he's flying in fucking coach the whole time and making a big thing of it. You having some trouble with your mic there? Yeah, shit. I had my gain. I, shot, I thought I turned my gain down the whole time. Turned this shit up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, fuck. All you've right. been maxing out this whole time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll fix yeah, it we later. we can fix it later. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so this is what we're talking about. This fucking guy, you know, he, he's trying to show out. He's trying to keep up an image. Like, obviously, dude's a celebrity or whatever, but he... It's it's still the point. Like people do it all the time. Celebrity, no celebrity, it doesn't matter. Social media allows us to convey what we perceive to be our idealistic best versions of ourselves. You know, we don't want people to see the gritty, the real, the the unfiltered, the peeled back. You know, because we're just we're fucking layered creatures. You know? Like, have you have you seen the Snapchat filter that literally makes your face look clearer? No. You haven't seen this? Mm-mm. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, you literally look, you go up like a solid three hotness points just by sliding this filter over your face. What's it called? A Snapchat filter. There's like a fucking million filters. I don't even know what it's fucking called. Yeah, I could probably show you here on my phone. Here, here it is. This is the secret Snapchat filter that gives you clear skin. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. People will post like Instagram selfies. With that filter on. Okay. Let's see this young this young lady here. Trying it out. Okay, that's some got some little tech shit going on. I mean her skin already looks good, I think. Shit. She has good skin. I don't I don't know what she needs. And I hate the fake smiles people do, you know? I hate all the Snapchat filters. There's fucking dog ears that people use. Oh, fuck the dog ears. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the dog ears. It's It's got a little fire. Yeah, this is the shit. Look. Yeah, I see. What the fuck? Look at the fucking little boy. <laughs> kind of shit. No, I'm good. No, definitely like, not. It's getting to the point now where, like, it's so fake at this point. Oh god, it, yeah, it, it, it's just got fucking out of hand because everything, nothing of us is real. 
anymore. People are, are terrified to show the scrapes, the wounds, the scars. But the scars, that's what makes us. That's what that's what your story is. You know, you're you're not you're not like I said before, you're not gonna come out unscathed. It's it's what you endure and live to tell about that makes you. You know, it's it's the hurdles, like you're gonna have these fucking obstacles, it's how you it's that you identified it, you overcame it, and you allowed it to build you up. You know, that sense of oneness I'm talking about, like that it one step closer. You know, the 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 longer you hold yourself back and present a facade, a version of who you are that's far from the truth, you're impeding growth. You're stunting it. You're stunting it. You're not allowing natural progression to take its course. You know, you have to, you have to let go and you have to live. And, and so a lot of the shit you see on social media, which is why it's so, to me, it's so uninteresting. I mean, I think social media has its points for promotional, you know, aspects of and the spreading of ideas yeah it, it is very good it's good for spreading ideas it's good for spreading information it's good it's good for uh you know small business owners i think it has a lot of really you know political campaigns it's, it's good for a lot of shit you know but in terms of just person to person interpersonal communication and yeah. how we present ourselves it's so unrealistic it's so fucking unrealistic it's so the, the irony is that we want to present ourselves as larger than life, but it's so fucking mundane. Like, it's pedestrian to... I would I would rather see someone, and this is true, of, of like, say, for instance, the people I watch on YouTube or the people I... The few people I do follow and am interested in in, ter- in terms of media, right? In terms of media. Those are the people I'm interested in are the people who... Their lives are, frankly, they're they're not super interesting. But it's that it's the little things, right? They're just they're real. They don't care. They don't they don't fucking touch up all the blemishes and all all the mistakes. They just roll with it, and it's just their lives are what they are, you know. And I find that to be more obviously more endearing, more authentic. I'm not interested at all in you prettying yourself up. You know, in in any respect, just be fucking true blue. That's all I want to see is authenticity. You know. That's that's some very articulate input. I think so. You need to take more input from him more often. He really knows the shit. Yeah. He I, there's it's brevity. He, he he's all about brevity, but there's a tremendous amount of insight in his very short statements. That's right. Looks good too with that bandana on. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> Part of the Ellen line, by the way. <laughs> I got that shit on sale. I'm not paying fifteen dollars for a fucking dog cloth. <laughs> I got that shit for ninety-seven cent. Where? PetSmart. PetSmart. You gotta sign up for the insider program. If you don't, it's just bullshit. Who's paying these prices? Like that sweater. Fucking sweater like 25 bucks. Uh, fucking buy a human sweater for 25 bucks. Less. That's absurd. That's absurd. Fuck that shit. Anyway. Yeah. I think another part of what we're talking about is d- discomfort. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like a lot of people now, especially young people, um, just try to stay away from discomfort as far as possible. Just they're seeking pleasure in any way possible through the lowest risk way possible with the least amount of accompanying discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No one wants to do anything. They just want to sit around and watch Netflix and play video games because there's no discomfort in that. Fucking Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, obviously it's fucking code for fucking, but still, it's just that dim- And also, another thing is binge watching. Oh right? Think about it. It's think like a social it. phenomenon. Dude, but it's like, it. yeah. it's basically just like, oh, I'm just going to waste all day today yeah, and do was... absolutely nothing productive. That wasn't a thing. <laughs> when the fuck have you ever heard that? that was the, that's definitely a modern, uh, a modern fucking aspect of society. There was no binge watching before. You know, you waited. You waited with fucking bated breath for the next episode next week or whatever, and that's it. You know? 22 minutes and then 8 minutes of shitty ads you didn't care about you know Axe's next shitty smelling cologne whatever fucking body spray and there's always like (laughs) somehow you could be the fattest grossest fuck have fucking tags and warts everywhere it doesn't fucking matter doesn't matter you know you spray this shit you spray this on your balls and all of a sudden (laughs) the fucking most attractive people you've ever seen are coming out the fucking woodwork. Like they would smell commercials. your balls. Yeah. There's always balls in their commercials, too. Are there? Hell yeah. Look. Oh. Look at this. I'm just, Axe commercial. I guarantee there's got there's got to be balls within the first few images. Okay, maybe well, they like st- suggestive of balls? Like an outline in the background? Right here. Okay, this one. Balls. Oh, More my balls. God. You're right. Fucking balls, dude. Look here. More balls. But it, uh, is it just always soccer balls? Those are some balls. Oh Lynx God. body buffer. Okay, maybe they're ripping Axe now. That's Axe. That's uh, all the no, same commercial, though. Balls. All it's, those images are the same commercial. Yeah, maybe it's like a... I don't know. But, you know, yeah, clean your balls, whatever. But the point, the point is... I don't think that's like their campaign. They're not like a ball body wash specifically, but... Their campaign is like, you clean your balls, kids. You'll be greatly rewarded for it. You know, like, who fuck cares? The balls are the least fucking attractive part of a man, period. Balls are gross. Balls look gross. They fucking feel all mushy and shit. They're fucked up. Nobody wants to... Nobody... Who the fuck's like... Who's like, what's your best feature? Oh, my balls. Definitely. They're nice and symmetrical. (laughs) I get them waxed regularly. I was talking to somebody about that the other day, too. You know, you watch them porn, and it's like, what the fuck with these guys and the smooth balls? Like, imagine the pain you had to endure to get those smooth balls. I don't even want to think about it. It's not worth it. And think about it. What What's the game here? So, like, some guy walks in. He's like, okay, I want to get a wax. The, the, the waxer individual says, okay, what do you want done? Balls. Need my whole tank area, everything. Asshole. Just get it all. All right. Gets in there. Of course, it's tremendously painful. And what's the payout? In some, like, fucking weirdo porn, some girl or perhaps guy eats the guy's ass. You know? That's it. So you went through all that to have your ass eaten for, I don't know, five minutes? Is it worth it, though? I don't know. I've never had my ass eaten. (laughs) Maybe. Could be great. It could be. Could be great. My shit's a forest, so I wouldn't know. I don't. Maybe we're missing out on something. It could be. It could be a whole fucking thing. But it's just it just look. It just looks 
It just looks like some alien shit. Like, I don't think balls are supposed to be that bald. I don't think so. I think balls are supposed to fucking be hairy. You know? Like, some general maintenance. Some general maintenance is, is I think, ideal. You know, I don't want some, like, fucking bald shit both ways. Women, too, you know? Keep a little something there. A little something. Shows the symbols of adulthood. You know? Anyway. Still. And that's, a, that's another thing. Think about it. Th- think about that. You know, shaving your shit entirely bald, right? That's how you want to be perceived, right? Clean, smooth, always put together, never out of place. You see, even down to your fucking nut hair, you, you've got to appear a certain way. Everything, everything. You, you've got to do, take care of these minute details that just shouldn't fucking matter. Imagine, just imagine. A world where all of the fucking time, all of the time that we spend convincing not only others but ourselves of, you know, perceiving ourselves in a certain way. If we had spent that time doing something fucking productive, how much better the world would be, right? Like the average person, take the average person, the average day, somebody's at work, slow day, instead of doing something else, being productive, finding other ways to increase the quality of their life. They're, you know, fucking Facebook, which I, Facebook, the most antiquated concept I've ever heard of in my fucking life. Like, I don't even know why it still exists. You know, you have Instagram for pictures and you have Twitter to be like, hey, whatever, some fucking short blurt of information. So why the fuck does Facebook exist? I guess if you want to make a long post or something, I don't know. I think people just like being a little miniature celebrity. Like, they have their little following of 200 people, and to them, they're like a little celebrity. Because, you know, they get to see people actively responding to what they say. Even if it's just someone hitting a heart button. Like, to them, that's like... Yeah, the validation. Yeah. It's validation, you know. We, I mean, down to, down, down to, you know, just childhood. We, every child seeks their parents' validation. And attention. We all validate it. Yeah. All right. Attention. Attention and validation. We want to know. We want to know. We want to know that we have it. We're we're capable. We're special. Everybody wants to be special. Everybody wants to be somebody. But everybody's nobody. You know. None of us. We're all. We're all collective. You know. That's all we are. And you can view that as we're all one big snowflake or we're all one big fucking parasite. However you want to see it. You know. But still, yeah, it's one. It's one. And I think the sooner you let go of the ego and let go of the chase of materialistic pursuit and vanity and perfection, and you acknowledge that you're a piece of a puzzle, and that you are just as broken as everybody else, and that you all make each other—I wouldn't say complete, but better. Yeah, but wouldn't you? Wouldn't you at least entertain the argument that vanity or the pursuit of perfection, in some sense, is a good thing if everyone were to do it? Well, that depends. Because then you know everyone would just say "fuck all" and just true. Well, it depends on what what kind of pursuit of perfection and what avenue. How about eating healthy? Well, that's different. I'm talking about vanity. I'm talking about the pursuit of perfection within vanity, within what you, appearance. What do you define that as? 
Physical vanity. Beauty. So, like, going to the gym and working out and eating healthy? Mm. No, I feel health, health and beauty is different. It's different. Health, I'm not knocking health. Well, health no, I, 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 I could see how they overlap. They can, they can overlap, but I'm talking, like, just, just beauty. Like, fucking waxing every part of your body. And, or, or what if someone, like, goes to the gym more than is necessary just for health? Let's say they do it to gain a lot of muscle. Do you think that would be considered vanity in a negative sense? I think it's a thin line. You can make an argument that it's vanity, but I can also see your point that if it increases confidence, which is why a lot of this exists, it allows them the the confidence to you know try harder at life and and push farther in other avenues. So if it if it can somehow bleed over into other aspects of life that are more beneficial, particularly for others, then, yeah, you could certainly argue that it's it's for the greater good. Because there does seem to be a thin line, right? Like between shaving your balls and running on the treadmill to lose some weight. I mean, you're trying to accomplish the same thing, but one is mm-hmm. generally more acceptable than the other, and one is considered more positive, and the other one is just overdoing it. Yeah. So it's like, where would you draw the line, you know? Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's for it's for those individuals, the 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 ball waxers, to to decide. It's it's not my decision to make, but, you know. But for me, anything that I do, of course, we all have vanity, myself included. Like no one is, you know, unless you're like a fucking Buddhist monk atop a, a temple somewhere, then more than likely you have an aspect of vanity. But I think that's just ingrained Western culture and. You know that's that's largely anywhere within that you know realm. But I don't think that's just in Western culture, though. True. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, it's I think it's more just a part of humanity. Yeah, modern humanity. I would say just, mo- just the fucking modern human. Yeah. I just think it's more prevalent in Western culture. Because it, you know, when I was in China, people would carry umbrellas in the sun to look more white. Like here in America, that's fucked up. Here in America, everyone wants to get tanned, right? That's so fucked up. If you go to a tanning bed one time, you increase your risk of skin cancer by twenty five percent. Yeah, tanning's worse. I was gonna say the yeah. umbrella's not. I mean, the yeah. umbrella sounds so fucking stupid, but people, it's way it's not nearly as bad. People are literally risking their lives here to look mm-hmm. a little bit more tan, just for the cultural perception. Whereas on the other side of the world, they're trying to look as white as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's, the fucking. <sighs> Well, what is beautiful is totally obscure and culturally defined, and there's no real substance to it. Well, also, fucking Planet Fitness has a tanning bed, which I find to be unbelievable. Like, how the <laughs> fuck? That, that's insane. That's fucking insane. Tanning bed. Come here, get healthy, and get your fucking dose of skin cancer while you're here. Get buff, get swole, then get cancer. That's the fucking way it works. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just vanity. It's got... Uh, I mean, you know, of course, vanity's been a part of humanity since fucking who knows how long but it's the point that we get caught up in the self like as we were talking about earlier the self the collective it's about finding that balance it is important to to spend time alone it is important to figure out who you are and there is of course levels of you know vanity and, and other aspects of that involved in in that discovery and there's a a tremendous amount of pride uh and a feeling of accomplishment that self-actualization you know that people seek it it is it is 
gratifying and confidence boosting when you truly feel like you're on the cusp for have you know of figuring out who you are and what you want in your direction in life or what you perceive to be your direction as opposed to being lost in in a mirror you know in a portrait of what you what you want to be you know so what i think that people if people spent more time thinking about how they can improve you know because it start it starts with you right the sooner you improve yourself and not in such fucking petty and arbitrary ways as soon as you start to improve yourself in in more meaningful ways that that have more substance then you can spend time at least this is how my experiences have gone in life so far is you know I spent like working on myself bettering myself so that I can in turn use that experience use that wisdom to help other people along that path and that realization of being a collective that and and that push to bring people together toward a common goal that's always existed throughout humanity so that should tell you that it's it's crucial it's vital to our existence to be a collective you know i mean you look back in fucking times where it was actually a challenge to survive you didn't make it far alone you know it's about a community a sense of camaraderie and i think going back to the, what you were talking about with social media and that disconnection we're more connected and simultaneously disconnected than ever we have the tools to be connected but as you pointed out at a distance at a careful distance we need barriers we need because the 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 cyclical nature of it all is that we spend so much time alone and we build the anxieties i talked about earlier that we're terrified of someone seeing our true selves but strangely if we if we just pull those down and let people in those anxieties would start to go away slowly and then we would just feel more confident so keeping people at a distance you're you're only hurting your own growth at that point not others aren't doing it you're allowing yourself to do it to yourself yeah you're saying you need to take responsibility for it right right and that's absolutely because have you ever seen a time, I mean, it's worse every day, where people just blame. Blame, blame, yeah. blame. Everybody wants to point the fucking finger. Nobody wants to look in the mirror and just own it, you know? Well, that that's all over the place. There's a lot of things that people should take responsibility for that they don't. Right. Yeah, like I, well, like I was talking about earlier, the yeah. thyroid shit, right? Like people, my thyroid, my thyroid. Fucking everybody don't have a fucked yeah. up thyroid, okay? Some of you just are fucking up. It's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not shaming you for being a fucking land whale or whatever like i want to encourage you to be healthier i want to help you i don't want to hurt you but part of that process can be hurtful and acknowledging that you know fuck i've eaten myself into this fucking state and i'm unhealthy and i'm i'm putting myself in danger and i need to fix it and it's hurtful to think that i fucked myself over but you need to own that, take responsibility, and fix it instead of blaming this and blaming that. And it's know? not so much about you know one particular problem, but just getting in a habit of taking responsibility for your actions can have effects on future situations like that. Yeah. Like a great example is um, a few months ago, I got a speeding ticket for going 18 over, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a three-point ticket, and I thought about getting a lawyer, and I could probably get it dropped if I did, or at least reduced. But I was like, no. I'll just eat it. So I wrote, I wrote the check and I paid it. Because right. you know what? If I have three points on my license, I can't get another ticket. So I'm not going to speed now. 
Yeah. Whereas if I had got some lawyer to get it reduced, I probably wouldn't be driving any more careful today. Yeah, so sure. and it's not like I was, you know, doing it on accident or whatever. I I was speeding and I knew it and I shouldn't have been. So, you know, it could have potentially saved my life. That's why they write speeding tickets is to potentially save your life so you don't do it again. Yeah. And so by paying it and just owning it up, hopefully that will make a difference at some point in the future for me. Yeah. I've had numerous speeding tickets and admittedly hired lawyers many times. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not shaming people that do. <laughs> yeah. Because if, if, if I, I get another one, I will have, have to have a fucking license. Do what? If I did, if I hadn't ever hired a lawyer throughout my life, the couple times I have, I wouldn't fucking have a license. I wonder what percent of drivers on the road wouldn't have a license right now if it wasn't for lawyers. <laughs> I'd be fucking one of them. We'd definitely tell you that. Holy shit! I've been pulled over way too many times. Some of it's bullshit though. I got pulled over for ro- rolling past a fucking stop sign. Come on. Gotta stop, bro. It's like a fucking barely, I barely, I like, I minor, at least as a minor stop and a roll forward. What, what did you say to the cop when he asked you? Because usually if you're just honest with him, you're like, yeah, I was impatient, you know, then they'll just laugh. Um, I can't really remember. Honestly, a, a girl was following me home, so I was kind oh. of in a rush. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just told him that. Well, she was following me and uh, we got back to the house and... It just fucked the whole night. Like, <laughs> I, I shot that. myself in the fucking foot because I was like, uh, I can't remember what I said to the guy, but uh, you know, I was I was nice about it. I I didn't fight the guy on it, like whatever, you know. But by the time I got home, I was so pissed because it was right, you, you know, it was right near my house at that little village area, yeah. super close, and I was so fucking pissed that for like the first 30, 45 minutes, this poor girl sitting on my couch and I'm just like fucking ranting about this stupid ticket. She's just sitting there, <laughs> awkwardly listening to it. It's fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I hired a lawyer for that shit. Definitely. Yeah. You got a drop? Hell yeah, I got a drop. All of it? Not even reduced? It's yeah, gone. all of it. Is. It's gone. How do they do that? I don't fucking know. All I know is it cost me $600 damn dollars. I'm 600 short, but it's gone. Oh. Fuck it. How, do you have any points on your license at all? No, not anymore. I think last year. How long did that shit last? Like seven years? Right? Three, I think. I thought it was seven. God damn, I hope not. I thought it was seven. Huh? I don't know. But yeah, like it, it it's it's all these barriers and shit, they're self inflicted. We do it to ourselves and it makes it makes getting to know people and the irony is that, like I said, we we have the tools to connect with one another more now than ever. Technology's incredible. But we shut people out because we're nervous. We have a lot of anxiety, self-inflicted anxiety, cultural anxiety. Um, and so we're more achingly alone than we've ever been. You know, you can be fucking surrounded, drowning in people, and you could feel more fucking alone you've ever felt in your entire life, you know? And it's because nobody fucking goes outside anymore. Nobody. You know, yeah. I would fucking wager everybody is vitamin D deficient as fuck. C. Maybe it's C. Indeed. I think it's C. It's D. C is like orange juice and shit. Orange juice. <laughs> nobody's drinking their fucking orange juice, okay? And nobody's going the fuck outside. Actually, people aren't going outside, but they're just like, fuck it, I'll drink a bunch of orange juice today. <laughs> I'll be all right. That's two different vitamins, though. Is it? Yeah, D is the sun. C is orange Is it? Yeah. Shit. I got my vitamins all mixed up. Whatever. People ain't going the fuck outside. All right, that, that's what this boils down to. People ain't doing it out. They just ain't going anywhere. And... No one, 
no one wants to fucking talk. But they want to... It's like... They talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. They don't fucking say anything. Yeah. They don't say shit. Yeah. It's just words. It's just fucking bleh. It's just vomit. It doesn't mean anything. It's just void and, and fucking empty and emotionless. Like, it's it's fun to think about how much people could have to say to each other. But when we see someone, we just say, hey, how are you? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, great. <laughs> like, I had the worst fucking day of my life. My dog, like, fucking died in his sleep and i buried him and then fucking found out i had fucking cancer that night whatever like it doesn't fucking matter now you don't have any groceries and you go into walmart and they say how are you doing and you say good how are you fucking great how are you (laughs) good day it's fucking nice outside isn't it it's fucking warm out there this weather's amazing yeah yeah who gives a fuck who cares just I mean, I'm not saying you should fucking spill your your life story out to to the fucking greeter at Walmart. I mean, that's all know? that's that's all we have, right? What are yeah. you gonna do? Yeah, but it's like, it, it, I mean, even I'm talking more just people who claim claim to have these you know friends and people close to them. Like nobody really knows anything about anybody. Yeah, you know, like you you could know someone for years and have no fucking idea. You know those those that baggage those fucking demons that they carry around like you it's when you purge it that's what keeps you healthy i mean it's just like it's like going to the fucking sauna after getting wasted or something you know you got to release the toxins you got to get all this shit out and and the same applies mentally you know you store and build anxieties and fears every all of us we're all fucking culpable we're mm-hmm. all you know, guilty here. We, we always shit. just sweep those under the rug and never deal with them. No, I mean it's it's gonna build. Yeah, it's gonna build. The shit's gonna come flying out one day. So you might as well just divulge. You might as well unleash it, release it, be real. If not to others, for yourself. You know, lots of times, like I talk all the fucking time, but I'm being honest. And lots of time, I'll be talking to someone, but it's really more. It's not just to tell them. Hell, more importantly. It's cathartic for me, you know, to just let go, to to just be real and to be honest. And it's what has allowed me to become who I am, you know. It's, it's just fear. People are ruled by the shit. People are so fucking terrified to be known for who they truly are, flaws and all. Like, I don't... It's a shame that we live in a world where people are stigmatized... For just being themselves. You know, like mental illness and shit, which yeah. I think is horribly misunderstood. Well, it's completely culturally defined, too. Yeah. I mean, if you actually look at the definitions of all the mental illnesses in psychology, you'll probably notice that you exhibit some symptoms of each one. Like, yeah, well, I mean, being human, how the fuck can you not be yeah. a little unstable? Like, I remember my psychology teacher that I had for Psych 101 in my first year of college, she... She was listing all the psychological disorders. You know, it's got all the definitions next to them on the PowerPoints. And she, I remember what she said. She was like, now, I always have students that worry, oh, I think I have this and this and this because they're reading the descriptions. They're like, oh, that describes me. And she's like, you don't have any of them. You have to be diagnosed by a psychologist to have it. It's like somehow someone who's gone to school for eight years telling you that you have something makes it so you have it. But if that doesn't happen, then you don't have it. <laughs> and she's it's like, like I'm an alcoholic, everyone. but 
fucking doctor hasn't told me I'm an alcoholic, so it doesn't know I'm not. No, yeah. I'm fucking not. And it's like most of those definitions of those of those uh, psychiatric conditions are just part of being human, hmm. and or at least parts of them, you know. Oh yeah. Like multiple personality disorder is a great one, right? Like, everyone has different parts of them, right? You know, some days you, you act and feel some way, and some days you act and feel another way. Right. And you, you're aware of that. But, you know, real multiple personality disorder, you're not aware of that. You just move from one to the other. But yeah. what I'm saying is that small facets of all these disorders are present in everyone. Like, everyone yeah. dabbles with that stuff. Well, of course. I mean... When you stop, and I mean, and I think that's why it's so deeply misunderstood. When you stop and acknowledge what it means to be human, it's fucking insane. Like, it's fucking madness yeah. to think, like, what it truly means to be. Just to be, right? Like, there's so much shit going on. Like, we were talking about earlier, just anatomy and biology in general. And just, of course, that's not even touching on the mental and existential scope of all this shit like it's it's a shitload to endure to 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 understand so of course like yeah we're fucking all gonna be a little unstable at times there's nothing wrong with that it's okay to just be off i mean it's difficult to be human yeah there's a lot of things that are difficult you have to deal with you have to deal with the fact that you're gonna die one day and how seriously you take that is up to you Mm -hmm. it's like are you okay that you're gonna be put in a wooden box and forgotten for all eternity yeah by everyone that ties you know right back in to all this distraction because that's that probably is the hardest thing to accept of of anything ever throughout human fucking history is the acceptance of finality because it's it's the constant battle between ego and reality or at least what we perceive to be reality which is death the inevitability of death you're you're fighting because you want to believe that you're too good. You're not you're above it. You're beyond it. We all want to think that. We all want to think we're more important. And and as far as like accepting death, which I think is probably one of if not the most important step to evolving, to growing, to almost transcending in a way. That, that that's probably one of the most pivotal steps, but it hinges entirely on your perception of your accomplishments in life, right? So the people who stay distracted forever and ever and ever, if they are so unfortunate to be in a situation where they're dying and they have time to think about it, they're not just fucking killed instantly, it's it's probably a very harrowing experience, I would imagine. It's very difficult to acknowledge what is about to happen. you know. And I would say those people probably struggle to the end. And that sounds really painful, you know, emotionally. Um, but I would say the people who have contentment, the people, the few who really truly feel as if they've made ultimately something of their life, however minute that may be, objectively, if they feel satisfied, I think there's a sense of peace and relief. Because yeah. when you truly and it's someone who can personally attest to this with all the health shit I've had, there is something truly relieving and cathartic about dying. I don't want to die. I don't have a personal wish to die. I honestly fucking like being alive. I like lots of things about being alive. It's pretty sweet. But 
the thought of finally just not having to fucking scrape and scrap is extremely peaceful. Like, I find a tremendous amount of relief and, honestly, happiness yeah. in that. It's, it, again, it's not, I'm not sad, depressed, suicidal, none of those things. Cause I, you know, it's just how I feel. I mean, even the people you leave behind, it's going to be hard on them, but eventually they'll move on, you know? Yeah. And they'll be all right. Mm-hmm. So it, they got it. You're just going to leave the world behind and everything will keep going without you. Yeah, it'll go on. I mean, absolutely. You, you know, hurt for a while. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, life goes on. You, you don't, and again, that is the whole battle with, with ego. Because when you are a fucking egomaniac, and I know many people like that, where you are God, you the world revolves around you, and not the other way around. You, it's it's, overwhelming to imagine a world without you. So those people struggle, but when you truly acknowledge that you are nothing but a fucking overgrown parasite, and that it's not about you, it's not about you. It's never been about you. You are. A, a fucking tiny, 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 tiny piece of a very large puzzle. And See, I think you have to think of your life as a story. And mm-hmm. everyone's trying to make the story about them. But that's not the point. The point is to become the author of the story mm-hmm. while you're in it. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a collection of stories. It's a, it's a huge collection. It's a collective of, of everyone and everything that ever was and will be. And yeah, you're the author of your story, but your story merely serves the purpose of telling a much bigger, more important story. You have a role to play, but that's it. You're just playing a role. You're, it's not about you. It's bigger than you. And people have a hard time, especially now, you know, the age of the internet, the age of individuality. And so essentially we're just, until it, it becomes, it's about being self-aware. So as long as people are ignorant, which they likely will remain so, to this concept, we'll just be doomed to repeat the same process endlessly, you know. And again, it goes back to balance. It's about finding that balance where, it, it great, good for you. you. You've realized what makes you an individual, what your story means within the greater scheme of things. That's fantastic. It's phenomenal. Now you can hopefully... Take that information, take those experiences, and try to do what you can to better the collective. Like, for instance, okay, all the things that I've gone through, like medical shit, right? Having heart surgery, everything. So, it's an, obviously, it's a very, you know, overwhelming experience at first. But it is tremendously humbling. You know, it makes you truly... It's, as you would imagine, as cliched as it may be, it gives you a tremendous amount of respect, respect for life and perspective as well. And what I want to do with that is take that information to help other people. So other people who, and I mean, that's what websites are for. That's what information is for. I mean, it's tremendously valuable. It was for me. So, you know, I followed websites before who patients who went through open heart surgery, valvular surgery and and stuff like that and they had a lot of helpful stuff to say and help me prepare help me deal with it immediately after and the long-term recovery of things so 
taking that information and helping other people, right? People like cancer survivors, you know, that's, that's another thing. Uh, people who came from impoverished families and communities who later attained something, went somewhere in life, giving back to their own communities. That is what humanity should be about. It should be about constant growth. It should be about taking experiences and making it easier, not, not easier like convenient, but better, better quality, but still instilling values within those that will come after you, those that will succeed you. I mean, that's basically what we're trying to do as society, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to find a way where everyone can compete for resources in a constructive and progressive way where the competition between those resources doesn't lead to violence or cultural breakdown. Right, but <laughs> that's always been the goal. Balance. That's been the goal since forever. But and We've been trying it for 8,000 years, and we've made some pretty good progress, I'd say. But then we fall right back to square one because of ego. Because it's my ideas are better than your ideas. I'm right and you're wrong. Because we couldn't possibly live in a fucking world where my ideas are good and your ideas are good too. Well, yeah, it's the whole problem with limited identity. Like, yeah. do you see yourself as part of this idea or these people or this country as opposed to just being a part of the group that wants to see progress? Well, you know, that's the thing is we're all a part of a much bigger group. You know, where you live doesn't define you. You know, where you grew up and the ideas that were instilled in you as a, like that. You're not limited to that. You don't have to be. You could be much bigger than that. You could be much more than that. It's about people, not your direct community. It's about again going back to what i said at the near the beginning enduring the aches and pains and having those scars to bear and and making it to where we can soften the blow for those to come but you know like you said without without all the fucking ruckus without all the the hate and disdain all the dissent we just need to strive for a better collective but until we stop distracting ourselves with bullshit and the internet makes it so easy to distract ourselves despite the fact and the irony is that we have more tools now than ever we can learn anything at the drop of a fucking dime you know you can learn the most advanced shit if you really wanted to if you really wanted to know it it's right there and instead we look at fucking porn and kitty cats you could anything that you can think of that you want to learn is on there i mean in my college class right now, I'm taking advanced circuit analysis, and we're doing Laplace transforms and Fourier transforms. There are YouTube videos on that. You can learn that stuff without going to college if you wanted to. Yeah. But instead, we just watch cat videos and porn. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, probably there'll be... I'm sure... There, well, there there is cat porn. The furries. You know the furries? You know who the furries are? No. You never heard of the furries? Oh, no. shit. I gotta show you the furries. What is it, like people wear cat suits? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it gets a little more grim than that. Oh. Yeah, they have like whole cons and shit. Check it out. You know, these people, I mean, wh- hey, whatever. You know, if that's, what, if that's what gets it going for you, that's cool. But some of them identify as otherkin. Right? Uh, what? Otherkin. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So otherkin. Otherkin? Otherkin. Otherkin is... Is that like one of the gender pronouns? I sort of. I'll just give you their definition. Okay. Uh, Otherkin are people who identify as partially or entirely non-human. 
a dragon, a lion, a fox, you name it. There's probably someone out there who feels like they are more these things than they are human. The other king community can be found lurking on Reddit, Tumblr, TV tropes, and other online forums. So, yeah, essentially these individuals just don't feel human. They feel like, no, I'm a fucking wolf. Just, I'm a wolf. And they'll start fucking howling and, you know, whatever. They just don't feel like they're human anymore. Um, like this lovely individual who has done quite a lot to their face. So, you know, it starts with the furries. The furries, you know, you're in a suit. It's like a whole thing. But then it gets into like some weird furry porn shit. I've seen people walking around with uh, with the... this. Is, I would consider this furry light. They just have the helmet on and the tail sticking out. You know? So it's like... It's just like this little tail hanging out their back. You know, and they put it in like their belt loop or some shit. There's also butt plugs that have tails. So that's some pretty committed furry shit right there. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes... That you know, it goes. They they're just like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm otherkin, and I'm you know, they're like they are a wolf. So, and you know, I got nothing against it. I, if that's how you want to do yeah. you, I mean, more power to you. I, again, I do think it. It's definitely it, fascinating. It's fascinating. I mean, circle back to the mental illness thing, right? Like, there are lines. Okay, going back to that point because I think it's uh, an interesting topic. Like. Certainly, all of us are mentally unstable at times for various reasons, and I think all most of the, a lot of the time are very justifiable. But I think when the person becomes overwhelmed in their life for whatever reason, they start to shut down and alter themselves into something else entirely because they are not satisfied with their perception of who they are as they are right so they have to reinvent themselves see the unconscious plays a huge role in our day-to-day decisions i mean we don't know where most of our decisions come from i mean Mm -hmm. if you if you actually sit back and think about all the decisions you made in your life you can try to convince yourself that you've consciously chosen to do everything but if you really pay attention you'll notice that you're just kind of on autopilot and most of the stuff is happening on its own so I guess it's the same with those people, those other kins. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily consciously choose to do that like we would like to believe they would. No, I don't they think they. Do I it. agree. I agree. I don't. I don't think they consciously. I'm yeah. Like I'm going to be a fucking wolf today. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't think that happens. I think like, you know, a multitude. There's a multitude of factors, and then just somehow organically, it just leads to a point where they just that's they just feel more comfortable. You know. Um, with that image of themselves. They just like that image of themselves better than, than they are. But, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that lead to that point that I think could have been avoided. You know, a lot of it is parenting. A lot of it, you know, is, is the individual, the child, usually themselves. But it's important, like the development of children and, and, you know, how they're raised, obviously, is well, the Small factors in childhood can have a huge impact on someone's development. Mm-hmm. I mean, Freud was all about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freud was all about it. Freud was about a lot of fucking weird things. But, I mean, there was, I think there's some validity to, to a lot of what he said. I think some of it's a little, a little far-fetched. Like, I don't buy into all of it. But, 
definitely definitely some of it like it just like the chip i do think there's a lot to be said for children who seek out mates who remind them of their of their parents you know definitely because again going back to you know as a child you seek parental validation because as a child your parent is your god that's which that you worship them you know because they feed you they are everything so they're your everything at that point so when you grow to seek a mate who reminds you like subconsciously you know my woman is a lot like my mom i mean you know she just is i have i you know i love my mom she's a great person she's kind she's generous she's she's funny she's just a good person so why would you not want a mate who had those qualities if if this person successfully raised you and had all these great qualities you know it only makes sense really and likewise i'm a lot like her dad you know so i think it's that sense of comfort and that sense of familiarity you know it's important it's really important and it but at the same time like shit goes really wrong a lot of times and it's sad it's really sad like especially children who are abused like sexually abused physically abused it's it's fucking terrible and it's really sad because these are the kids who grow up to suffer the most they by far have the hardest time adjusting because can you imagine i can only imagine because i've never experienced that how bad that would fuck you up and and twist you up in knots because this is the person take like a parental figure you know this person is supposed to protect you this is your provider this is your guardian this is your your shield your sword everything to you and they they turn they turn around and turn the fucking knife on you you know like you know when a child's molested by their own parent or something like that's fucking terrible so where do you turn the person who is supposed to protect you just violated you in the worst way ever you know you just learn never to trust anyone. Right. And it, and that's exactly what happens. And these people, and you see that. You see that in their behavior as adults. Like, they grow up and have tremendous, and that feeds a lot. I'm sure it has a lot to do with, you know, like we're saying, it's not just social media and all these other things that, you know, create these barriers for people. There's there's lots of reasons. That could certainly be one of them. I mean, it's it's untelling. It's untelling, you know, the variables within. But that's certainly one of them. And it's just so fucking damaging and it's terrible and these people so many people just shouldn't fucking have kids because they're just disgusting pieces of shit i don't think people appreciate what a kid means like right. how you, you hear about people are naming their babies now what do you mean that they give them these ridiculous names yeah like the stupid celebrity baby names and shit yeah well i mean just even people i know like what uh, i don't want to name any names but just give me an example. This would be an okay, exact Okay, so, so let's say that some guy's name is John, right? Okay. And then they're going to name their kid JJ. It'll say JJ on the birth certificate, and it stands for John Jr. Right. Well, people have been doing that forever. That's more know. about lineage. I don't know. I That's don't know. lineage. That's ego. That. That's ego. That's just like... Well, yeah, but it's like now like... I don't know, that's, that's someone else's life, you know? And it's I like, agree. I mean, I think it's fucking weird. Like, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like, this is another separate person. But yeah. it's like, no, my seed yeah. fucking came from my nuts. <laughs> like, no, fuck that. He's me, but many. Yeah. You know? So you got to put Junior on the end of it. I mean, I agree. I think it's fucking weird. It's yeah. super weird, you know? 
it's so much ego. I wonder if, if Breaking Bad, that was, that was like a little Easter egg in there. Walter Jr., he named his kid Walter Jr. because yeah. he has such a huge ego. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he was an egotistical motherfucker for yeah. sure. You know, <laughs> but certainly. But a lot of it's about lineage. Sometimes it's about ego. I wouldn't say it's all the time. But the point is, is you know, parents fuck up. You're allowed to fuck up. It, it happens. And, you know, and I think, you know, it's it's also the child's responsibility as well. Because when they grow up to be an adult, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, sometimes they probably didn't even have that bad of a childhood. But, you know, we live in the age of the unwillingness to take responsibility. So yeah. we're just like, no, fuck you. You fucked me up. You're shitty parents. But, yeah. like, they probably did a totally serviceable job. Yeah. But... You're just an arrogant asshole, and you can't acknowledge that maybe you're fucking up. Well, it does. I don't think it really helps anyone to go dealing faults. Everyone should just look at every situation like they're responsible. Yeah. Who's really responsible doesn't really matter. But if everyone looked at every situation like they were responsible for it, everything would just go a lot smoother. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't change what they do. You can't yeah. change how other people react and how they act in a situation and how they handle the situation. You can only control how you react yeah. to the situation. And you're That's responsible it. for that. Yeah. You're you're responsible for your reaction and just leave it at that. So just do the best you can do. Fucking ignore and that's the problem culturally that we live in is just this fucking constant age of blame. And these childish ass fucking millennials and even older, you know, my generation's a little older than that, near thirty, but even still those. And I would even imagine slightly older. Where, you know, it just the unwillingness to just fucking nut up. That's all we got to do. People just got nut the fuck up. Well, here's an interesting thought experiment. Everyone's always trying to find problems with other people and change them, right? Mm. But there's one person for every person on earth. Which means that if every person just tried to fix themselves, then everyone would be fixed. Right. Like, you, you, forget trying to control everyone else, all right? The mm-hmm. only person that understands you is you. And the only way you can get help is if someone understands you. And you're the only one that understands you. So you are the only one that can help you, and you're the best person to do it. That's true. And but, every- but the problem, that's that's very true. But the problem is people won't put their fucking phones down to look in the mirror and realize what's wrong to begin to fix it. Well, that's why everyone seeks distraction. Because it, it's painful to do that. Just extremely painful, yeah. Because if, if you're the one finding... Well, it doesn't matter if someone else points out your problems to you. If you f- point out your problems, it's difficult to have your problems pointed out. Yeah, I mean, people are sensitive. Yeah. Nobody wants to believe... Everybody wants to believe they're doing the most they can do. Yeah. Nobody wants to believe that they're half-assing it or they're living half-heartedly. We want to believe that we're doing everything that we can do within our power to be the best as we can be. But usually you're fucking not. You're 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 slouching. You know what I mean? You're 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 fucking slumming it. Most of us aren't really going on full fucking thrusters most of the time. And that's okay. But if you want to be better, just do something about it. But instead we don't. We we look to we look to the left, we look to the right, and somehow it's this motherfucker's fault. I don't know. He did it, she did it, whatever. Just it it's just all circles back. It's all fear. All of it. Every fucking bit of it circles back to fear and un and unwillingness 
an unwillingness to face it, an unwillingness to just face the fucking flames and move forward, you know? Because we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die, and that's okay. It's all right. Like, it's, it's, it's gonna be okay. Not because there's a God, not because... You know, everyone fucking loves you and you were super important and special. It's just you're it's okay that you're that you're gonna die one day because you're just gonna. Do you know and how many situations it. could be ameliorated by saying that to someone and them understanding it? Yeah. <laughs> like if they just truly were like, you know what? Yeah. 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 I am gonna die. It's alright. <laughs> you know, it is. It's as I said earlier, as someone who's come very close to dying a couple few times now, like like I was telling you earlier tonight, like it's super, it's super fucking peaceful. It's just really chill, you know? I mean, it can be painful as fuck. It, at least it wasn't my experience, but. Well, that, that's your point of view that it was peaceful. I mean, true. it's a mature true. point of view to take. Yeah. Most people would probably fight it to the bitter end. Yeah, it depends. It, certainly, it. certainly. I mean, it does depend on your. It was, for me, it was that because of my experiences prior that allowed me to be accepting of, of what may have been. You know, so yeah, it was very, it's very peaceful because, you know, living is fucking hard a lot of the time. It's it's very difficult. Like, the, and I don't mean like oh day to day grind. No, I mean like when you have real problems and like you've had the shit that I've had. You know, you've you've had true issues where that have just been debilitating. Your fucking heart don't work right. This don't work right. You know, you're fucking drowning in your own fucking heart fluid. Like truly debilitating painful life-threatening problems and it gives perspective it, it gives wisdom and even though it is painful it it's deeply obviously it's deeply rewarding to come out the other side and you're truly appreciative but at the same time as i've said before it's it's a balancing act because it it, it makes it increasingly difficult to tolerate you know whining bullshit frivolity you know i'm I'm increasingly fucking frustrated by people with trite trivial bullshit because i mean to them it's world ending it's world shattering you know they're fucking you know you're 18 your fucking boyfriend breaks, breaks up with you you know it's your world's over i get it well that's that's at the very edge of your worldview mm-hmm. so to you that is the end right like, again your yeah. worldview is narrower so your scope of the worst it could possibly get is a lot less than it really is. Absolutely. So you to know. you, it's going to feel like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And it really does feel like that to them. True, true. And I mean, you know, I've been in a similar situation there too, but, you know, life will go on. And, uh, you know, it's it's just, it's through suffering, which is very, I feel like a very Eastern mentality. It's through suffering that that wisdom is, is gained. It's attained and... It's it's deeply deeply rewarding on the most significant level. There's no more growth to be gained than in moments like that. So you know, I wouldn't having endured all this shit is troubling. It's painful. It's, it creates a shitload of anxiety and, and concern, and it's exhausting physically, mentally. But at the same time, once you survive it. There's nothing but growth, you know, and but even at the at the end, even knowing as much as you know, I'd love to be a fucking hundred. I'd love to to go on to do many great things. That's great. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? You know, finding more reasons to to live, to thrive. But you know, if I died tomorrow, I'm 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 fine with it. I'm okay with it. Like I 
feel confident in even though I haven't made always made the right decisions, I feel like I made more good. I put more good in the world than bad, or at least I, I fought very hard to do so. And I think that's all you can ask for. I don't think you can really do more. I think if you leave this world better off than you found it, you you've managed to truly qualify your existence. You know, you you made it worth it. It's only in, it's it's only once you've taken far more than you've given, which of course a lot of people realize this. They know that they've just fucking been a parasite and they've leached and leached and leached, and this creates a downward spiral where they feel shittier about themselves, which then makes it even more difficult to crawl out of that hole to become a serviceable person. You know, because so, they feel like they've got that momentum. Yeah, and it's almost like they feel like they'll be judged if mm-hmm. they try to change it. Isn't yeah. that weird? How there's like. There's like, we're afraid to change ourselves for the better because we think that we'll somehow we'll be judged negatively for trying to make a positive change. Well, also, I would add to that, I'd say more so that's because of fear. Like, you're scared, you're more scared to change because if you fail, the judgment that you'll face for having tried and failed. Because I think it's easier to continue to be shitty and people know and expect you to be shitty and... Yeah. It's it's there is no it's level it's equal mm-hmm. it just balances then for you to try to be better and then fail and then people you're scared of the ridicule of having failed and hearing it you know of of and I think that's why a lot of people stagnate they just wallow in banality they don't ever go beyond mediocrity because you know they they don't want the judgment they care too much about what other people think you know and it's not really relevant i don't compare myself to other people i don't give a fuck you know i don't i truly don't care about my progress compared to other people's progress i compare myself to myself that's all that matters you know it like recovering from you know heart surgery and shit like that like i don't compare my medical progress to other patients it's not relevant you know it doesn't fucking matter if joe blow over here felt better ASAP. It, it's not relevant. It's, it's if I don't, I don't. If I do, I do. You know, it's about how I progress myself individually. And people care too much about what other people think, evidenced by the fucking Bow Wow picture we saw earlier, you know, and he's got a fake being on a jet, you know. We're just too caught up in other people. We, we care too much about reading other people's drama, reading other people's shit, because it makes us feel better about ourselves to see someone so far up fall so far down you know yeah that's it like it's like going back to the mountain if i work really fucking hard my whole life and struggle and climb and get on top of that mountain you know instead of somebody else at the bottom you know they're looking up like it's fucking far man fuck that shit so they'd rather stay at the bottom and then be and just bitch they bitch to everybody else at the bottom of the mountain about how fucking tall the mountain is and it's just fraught with danger. And like, ah, eh, it's fucking risky. It's really dangerous. I'm not going to do it. So they'd rather just bitch about how fucking tall and dangerous it is. But then, when someone else falls off the mountain, they revel in it. They love it. Because it makes them feel better about having not climbed it in the first place. You know? That's how fucked up humanity is. We, we just revel in other people's failures. Rather, those people at the bottom should be cheering on the people at the top. And it should encourage them to then follow suit. You know, and but then of course find their own path. 
You know, we should be building each other up instead of tearing each other down. But that's all we fucking do. That's all we ever do. We just find reasons to fucking hate each other. And, you know, because you notice, like, when someone succeeds, when someone you know does well, people generally have one of two responses. I suppose one other response could be apathy. But generally, if you know someone on a personal level, other than not giving a fuck, you either are genuinely happy for them, you're proud of them, or you're fucking jealous. You're thinking, why wasn't it me? Why not me? You know, but what's what's the fucking point in that? Do you, why? I think the simplified answer here is we should just be nice to each other. Yeah, that's right? it. That's all. Like the, I, th- I think that's a big thing. I think if everyone did that, the whole world would change. Yeah, I mean, everyone of course. A little yeah. nicer to each other. Just a little just, bit. Just the fucking little things. Just little things. Like how people talk to each other. And that's also, you know, indicative of the fucking age of the internet. How how we talk to each other like yeah. people didn't talk to each other like that what yeah. the fuck nobody said that shit yeah you know back before there were fucking monitors and keyboards like nobody said the shit they say nope. now you don't want to get hit in the face fuck no you know like there were real ramifications there were yeah. real consequences you know now especially like dating right like the dating world too you know before you had to face it. You had to face rejection. You had to deal with it. You had to process it. And or now it it's was just... it was difficult to reject someone. That first. too. Like on the other end of it. Like yeah. If you if you're texting someone and you've been texting back and forth for an hour, right? Just boom, 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 and then all of a sudden it just stops. That's like having a conversation with someone and then they just walk away without saying anything. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking weird. That's so weird to think about. It's like I they don't even say shit. Like, like they, they, they don't even like do that. When they walk yeah, they away. just get up and walk. Yeah, like they don't even make any. Co- they don't say anything about it beforehand. They don't nod at you. They just turn and walk. Like that's what it's like when someone's texting you and they just stop. Yeah, it's fucking strange. It's really strange. And I don't know. Like I remember one time I was texting this girl on Tinder. I was messaging her on Tinder, and um, you know, got her number. Was texting her, you know, for a little bit. Whatever. Like it seemed fine to me. We're texted and. You know, I don't like to really do that shit long. I'm just like, let's yeah. just meet each other. It's going to lead there anyway. Let's just see what our chemistry is and if and if we are compatible at all, right? So I'm like, so, hey, um, we messaged for maybe a day or two. And I'm like, so, hey, you know, what do you think about meeting up? Do you want to get together, blah, blah, blah? She's just like, nah. I'm like, okay, what, what's up? And she's just like, I, I don't think we have chemistry. I'm like, what do you mean? She's just like, the conversation, the texting, it's just, it's, you know, nah, I'm just not feeling it. I'm like, what do you mean you're not feeling It's a fucking text. You can't tell anything about it. You, you don't that. know anything. You don't even know who the fuck I am. Like, you liked my picture. Okay, I liked your picture. I think you're attractive. You think I'm attractive. Okay. Now it's time to get to know one another. But you're just like, okay, I like the way you look. But based on the very brief text conversations with little to no context, fuck that, no. It's just fucking weird, you know? It's weird, but it's like, at the same time, it's a numbers game. It's a fucking numbers game, and you've just got to keep trucking through. you got to keep trucking through. And I found that my best experiences, while single, were always with people who were willing to meet quickly, right? The, the situations I encountered where the person wanted to text longer, or was reluctant to meet up, always went, it did not go as well, ever. It never really progressed very far because, you know, those barricades, those barriers. 
But the people who were just like, yeah, sure, fuck, let's meet right now. Okay, cool. Like, those were always the, the, the fucking best experiences. You know, like a day, maybe less. Like, it's either that day or the next day or the next couple of days. They went great, you know, because those people actually, th- their barriers weren't quite as high. They weren't as thick. They really genuinely wanted to get to know the other person. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have a real conversation because a lot of people are on that shit for the same reason they're on social media, validation. Yeah, They just want somebody to tell them they're pretty or guys want to feel validated that some chick thinks their fucking muscles are big or whatever or whatever, you know. It's an amalgam of shit. So a lot of it just boils down to validation. And unfortunately, we spend, and that's what the essence of all this is, people spend so much time seeking validation from others where really they need to learn the fucking art of validating themselves because that's the only validation that truly matters is the self. That's right. That was a good one. Okay. I think we can call it now. Yeah. It's been like an hour and a half. We'll end it there. Yeah. All right. Good one.